Hello, everybody, and welcome once again. It's the Coach Josh Conklin Show brought to you by RJ Rockers. I'm Jim Noble, joined by Wofford Terrier head football coach Josh Conklin. Coach, top of the morning once again. How you doing? Well, we're doing good. It's, it's Monday, and we're getting a chance to get back at it and see if we can figure out some of the, the issues and correct the problems and um, kind of move forward here with this, this bye week, getting ready for VMI and also looking at a little bit of Citadel right now. But, um, no, I'm, I'm – I'm, not happy, obviously, with the way the game turned out, but I'm excited about how our guys have responded. They were eager to get back in here and um, competitive guys. They just want to go out and play and continue to get better, especially some of our young guys. You know, when last we spoke, we talked about going down to Birmingham to take on Sanford and the fact that you asked guys in the locker room, you know, who had beaten Sanford. And obviously they had won the Sanford had won the last five. Uh, and, and nobody could answer that question in a positive fashion. But as you came out of the locker room on Saturday, I know getting off to a fast start is important when you play a team that's had your number in recent years. And you guys did that really in the first half, starting from the, the first play from scrimmage for Sanford and, and getting a turnover. Yeah, no, I, there was no doubt that the guys wanted to uh, go down there and, and really compete hard. And I thought when we came out of the locker room, to your point, that first half, uh, we really, we really competed um, at a pretty high level. Um, I thought we played at a pretty high level in terms of our execution you know, we knew they were going to move the ball on us a little bit. I mean, they're an up-tempo offense. They they have a really good system, a really good scheme. So we knew that was going to be a possibility. And, and obviously, you know, we were trying to get off the field on third down, which we were able to do um, in that first half. I thought our offense came out and really executed well. So to, to see them respond that way was really encouraging. Uh, again, and you know, the thing I've always talked about with these guys, Jim, is, you know, we got a new – it's a completely different team, a bunch of young guys playing – We've got to find our own chemistry as a football team right now with this group. Um, it'll pay huge dividends for us moving forward and into the future um, with these young guys. And, and that, to your point, was really great to see. You know, and I've noticed a, a real aggressiveness from the coaching staff as well. You cap off that first possession uh, by going forward on fourth down and, and throwing it into the end zone. An amazing play by T.J. Luther, uh, the 38-yard pass reception for a touchdown from Jimmy Wyrick. It gets you the lead. Um, and then you're up 17 to seven late in the half in a real interesting scenario there. You've got the ball, you're backed up on your one. They're calling timeouts, trying to get the ball back. Jamari Broussard busts off a long run and all of a sudden you guys are in business. Tell me in the midst of that incredible 99 yard touchdown drive to cap off the first half, when your mindset changed in terms of, hey, let's just not turn the ball over here to, hey, maybe we can score. Yeah, I mean, you know, prior prior to that whole series, when we were getting the ball back, it was a very similar scenario to what happened at UTC with about the same amount of time. We had put in a different call on special teams um, to kind of give ourselves uh, an opportunity just to get out of the half without making a mistake in, in black ops. Uh, they had a really good kick and ended up not going into the end zone, which we thought it was going to, and, and came down to the one-yard line. So now what we're trying to do is we're just going to try to run out the clock and get into the get into the locker room at half. We know we got the ball coming out to start. So you're thinking, hey, we're going to be in pretty good shape. We can just get out of this half. When they called the two timeouts, it became really important to get the first down. So when, we, when they called the second timeout, we really challenged the guys, hey, you get this first down, let's get out of the half, we'll get to the locker room, and, and we're, we're good to go. We got the first down, then we ran it again. And once he once he busted it, 
um, and ran, I don't know what it was, 40 some yards. And, and if they were on their plus side of 50, now it changes. Now, now you want to get some points. We were thinking field goal. Uh, we had one timeout left. We, we hit TJ. We thought, Hey, listen, he catches it. Um, we're going to let the clock run. We'll call timeout. We'll kick the field goal. Well, he catches it, <laughs> breaks a, breaks a tackle, goes up the sideline, just a great play on his part. And now you're, you're looking at a touchdown. So really an interesting sequence of events. We were able to be aggressive when we needed to be aggressive. Um, and that was encouraging to see from our, again, another encouraging thing to see from our players, some young guys who were playing at that time too, uh, with our quarterback and our skill players. Well, now that we piqued your interest, let's go ahead and go to those first half highlights. Wofford jumps out to an early lead at Samford. In overtime, Liam Welch. Back to pass. That's off a of tie. King, it's intercepted. Number 12 will pick it up. Nice snap. We're going to pay attention to that today. Ball just delivered to the outside. And obviously, Ty King, don't know if he lost it in the sun. Mistimed it. Goes off the shoulder pads. Wyrick under center. To the air. There's a man open. Caught. Touchdown. TJ Luther. Nice fake there from Wyrick. Enough time in the pocket to let the route develop. Corner route to TJ Luther with his legs. That's Loveless who was in motion. And a handoff and a lot of running room and area to operate. And that one is going to be a big loss. Sanford sniffed it out. Walker Glamaris hammers it through. Three more points. We'll take a timeout. No twitch, just good hands. Here's Stanton, we'll get the first down. So a whole lot of Jay Stanton. Watch his YouTube videos. Welch, his own number. Good yardage, first down, Liam Welch. South, extremely valuable. Getting the ball in the hands of one of the wideouts, Kendall Watson. Two QBs. And it's a direct snap and a touchdown. Chris Oladokun, the backup quarterback, scores on a direct snap. Pulls off. You want to? I guess they want to completely pull back there. Play action fake, and then back to Stanton on the dump off. And now Stanton makes his move and goes upfield and turns what would have been nothing into a first down. He's grown this season. Torrance Pollard was on the catch and this is Ty King trying to get to space and he'll have enough for a first down three receivers to the right side it goes to Stanton oh. he's blown up immediately Wofford is signaling for a fumble it's going to be an incomplete but it was a fourth down play anyways Cole talk How about, about John that formation try to get easy yards and this is Peyton Derrick by the way at quarterback and reception and a first down so it's a handoff that's Walker what a bull he is first down and more heard to get to a first down so they go to the big guy Walker and Walker's got enough for a first down Nathan Going to the right side, man, open and caught for a first down. Nice throw by Derek. Go, they like to hit the H in this situation. 
I'm watching him. He's open. Touchdown caught and called by Cole Kubelik. Welch, handoff. That's Montrell Washington out of the backfield. You could just see how dangerous when that pigskin gets in his hands. Two time. Welch, got a man, caught! Out of the backfield, that's Transreno. J.R. Transreno, <laughs> no, that's pretty good. Handoff, Dakota Chapman reaches in for the six points and the touchdown. A little power football that time by Chapman. Welch will go to the air. First down catch, Ty King. Short of midfield with his patience. Welch to the air. Almost intercepted. Finneran hit from 50 last week. And Finneran will tie this game up. Running play to Walker. Look at Walker still going with those thick thighs. I think he's got enough for a first down. Wow. Less than a minute remaining now, and Wofford will... Try to run out the clock, but first a long run attempt. And now into Sanford territory before being pushed out of bounds is Irvin Mulligan. Loveless back in as running back. He'll be there to block in the air in traffic. Caught T.J. Luther, and then Luther spins. Heads down the sideline and scores. No, he's out at the one. The half. The option, the touchdown by the Wofford quarterback, Peyton Derrick. All right, so Peyton Derrick plunges in for the touchdown. Coach, going to the locker room with the 24-17 lead. Had to be feeling pretty good. Yeah, no, we did. Um, I thought that was, you know, it was, it was great to have those points. We knew we were going to have to score some points to beat these guys. And having 24 at halftime was really encouraging to see. Uh, we knew, though, I mean, collectively as a team, the whole message inside the locker room was, you know, they can score fast, they can score quickly, uh, which they ended up doing when we came out at, at halftime. But, uh, no, it was a good spot to be in um, after that first half. All right, when we come back, we will pick things up in the second half. Wofford going for the win in Birmingham. You knew Sanford would respond, as Coach just said. We'll be back with more of the Coach Josh Conklin Show right after this. And welcome back to the Coach Josh Conklin Show, brought to you by RJ Rockers, Jim Noble with Wofford Head Coach Josh Conklin. You said it yourself, you knew in the third quarter they're going to be fired up. Third quarter has been a challenge uh, this year. Did Sanford change anything up on either side of the ball once they came out of the second half, Josh? They made a couple adjustments on defense. They didn't change too much what they were doing on offense. We knew they were going to take some shots and try to get their guys, you know, um, some deep shots in terms of their wide receivers. Defensively, they did a couple things that we had to adjust to, um, you know, but it really came down to us. I mean, you said it. I mean, the third quarter right now is an area that we've got to focus on as a program and, and, and kind of figure out why are we struggling in the third quarter. It's not adjustments um, because we get to the adjustments. It's just we're not coming out with the same type of edge that we had at the beginning of the game. So, um, you know, coming on that second half, uh, the probably where we lost the game was we went three, three and outs, and then we gave up a couple explosive pass plays that had turned into touchdowns. And, and to me, that was the game. Uh, Cause after that, we settled back in and played a pretty good football game after that. 
Well, Sanford does come out. They score 20 straight points. They take a 13-point lead. Wofford roars back, makes it a game, has the ball driving at the, near the end of the game, and then uh, a turnover pretty much ends that threat. We'll go to the second half highlights here and break it down when we come back. Divine, when you get these kind of looks. Third and four, Welch over the top, looking for King, got it! Touchdown, Ty King! Stanton, the lone running back. Fake to Stanton, over the middle, there's Ty King. King already with a first down. Inside the 20, using that speed. Inside the 10, another long gainer. They will snap it to Oladokun, and he falls inside for a touchdown. Yard line. To the air. Also some running room. That's caught. Van Cleve, and he'll have enough for a first down. Just smoke and mirrors. You can still use it. It's there. There's some option. There's some option with some running yards. That's a big pickup that time. And again, back to Broussard. They trail by seven. Another play action off of it. And that's going to be intercepted. Long return. Here come a couple of flags. How about and that's Edmonds, Edmonds again. again. I know it is. He'll go for a touchdown. Whether it counts or not, there are three flags on the play. Side block against the linebacker, Cotton. Yeah, he, he peeled back. Now that's after the catch, am I correct? It is, yeah. Okay. After the interception, I should say. Personal foul. Illegal blind side block during the return, number 28 of the return team. 15 yards from the spot of the foul. First down, Sanford. 33 on this Wofford defense. Third and three. Quick pass. He got Vice. And Vice tiptoeing his way not only to a first down, but into Wofford Terrace. Game against Alabama had a big season. Welch hits King. King cuts to his left, winds up at the 30. First down. You know, Ohio State was at Stanton. First down, Jay Stanton. With everything they've gone through. Montreal Washington in at wide receiver. That's going the other way. A little tie up there with Tony. Veteran put Sanford up by two scores. For Wofford. At the very least, they should be able to flip this field. That's a keeper. And with uh -oh. some daylight. And now a fumble, and it is Sanford who picks it up. Chris Edmonds again. This is the keep that we've been talking about that has not been there for Walford all day. Peyton Derrick pulls it. Plenty of daylight. Ball. Welch looking for some help over the middle. There's A.J. Tony. And it, it, it is not hidden when A.J. Tony has the football. Welch, long for King. Oh, he goes up and grabs it. What a catch by Ty King, far side. First and 10, Sanford, from the Ty King playing bigger than King Hippo right now. I mean, he's... Oh, he had it. This is for a 40-yard boot. 
and he is up and good. And limit yourself to that extent. I think that's Wyrick back in. It is. Yep. And pass complete. It's like this in games. Three to go for a first down. There's the option pitch. That's a first down and more. Got the matchup. Yeah, Parker by himself and uh, Wyrick looking that way. Goes a little short. Out of the pocket. Man open, caught. One that he had at the end of the second quarter is a reverse. That's Van Cleve. He's got a first down and he wants more. Taken down at the five. Carry. Back to Loveless again. And he is over the goal line. That's a touchdown for the Terriers. Wyrick gets it. Here comes the pressure. Steps away smoothly. Throws downfield. And what first down. How about that? Keandre Sanders. Pair of running backs on the ground. That'll be a first down. Picked up. There has to be urgency moving forward. Chased out of the pocket. Time to throw. Two defenders there. It is intercepted. That will do it. All right. First of all, Josh, gutsy 75-yard drive to, to pull within six with six minutes left. Peyton Derrick looking very, very solid. Got the ball punched out on another drive deep in territory, and then you get the ball back at the end, and he, he, he's he got to try to make a play and ends up throwing an interception that seals with it. So let's start with the quarterbacks. We, we knew you were going to kind of see what either guy could do. How would you break down the quarterback play I know the interceptions are going to be the red mark against Peyton, but Jimmy and Peyton kind of take us on your evaluation there. Well, I think both of those guys are continue are going to only get better the more reps they take. I'll be honest with you, Jim. The thing that I was really encouraged to see from Jimmy was we pulled him, and that didn't necessarily pull him because of his play, but we wanted with what they were doing, we felt like Peyton could maybe give us a chance to it kind of worked towards his skill set a little bit, just in terms of being able to sit in the pocket, uh, make some throws. And, you know, he makes decisions a little bit later sometimes than Jimmy does, which allowed us to kind of throw the ball at times um, during the middle part of that game. But when Jimmy came back out on the field, he let us down, scored a touchdown. Uh, I thought he responded well when we put him back in the game. And that's always great to see uh, from a competitor. So, you know, I think the biggest thing for both those guys right now, and, and Peyton is, you know, it happened to Peyton. Peyton got the, the ball punched out. He's trying to make a throw, uh, which he never should have thrown, and he knew he shouldn't have thrown it. And then, you know, Jimmy on that last drive, you know, it's first down and, and 10, just throw it out of bounds, and, and we got some time left. But he tries to force a play, tries to make a play, and it ends up costing us. So, again, those are, those are mistakes that are correctable because they're young. You know, and I'm, that's what I'm encouraged to see about those guys. And I think their play is, is getting better as the season's going. I, I do want to commend the fourth and 25 play call. Uh, we were talking, calling in going, if you've got a fourth and 25 play, here's the time to run it. You end up hitting uh, Allen for 28 yards. And uh, I thought destiny was on the side of the Terriers at that point. But it turns out to be a 37-31 win for Samford. You do roll up 490 yards of total offense. You dominate time of possession. Turnovers, obviously, the, the tough thing. And 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 just man, it it just 
that one bad quarter, I, I know the guys probably had a tough bus ride home, but like you said, you go back, you break down the film, a, a lot of things to like and, and a lot of things that are correctable, I would imagine. Yeah, no, and it's, I mean, the things that we're doing right now that are are impacting the game, both against UTC and, and Sanford, are things that are easily correctable. It's just a matter of not turning the ball over, and it's a matter of playing a little bit better uh, in the third quarter. You know, we talk about, I, I mentioned this last time, you know, we talk about playing in the middle eight of the game. Well, we're, we're starting off in the middle eight at the end of the second quarter really good. We're just not doing a very good job. Uh, we didn't last week do a very good job in the second half of the middle eight with the beginning of the third quarter. So, if we eliminate the turnovers and takeaways on offense and we eliminate the explosive plays on defense. Mm -hmm. And again, I know I'm just saying that, but those things are easily correctable. When we, when we look at the tape, uh, we, we are, there's a lot to be encouraged about right now as a football program. Um, the offense is looking, like I've said before, it's, it's coming and it's growing how we want it to grow. Uh, kind of how I envisioned it when I took over three years ago, our defense is more multiple than it's ever been we got a bunch of young guys playing, and I'm excited about the future, man. I'm just excited about where we're at right now. I'm excited about the next four games here this season because I think we have a lot to prove as a football team. All right, when we come back, we're going to have to wait a little while to see that develop. Another bye week coming up. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the next coming game coming up against VMI and about some of the changes uh, in the coordinator positions for the Wofford Terriers. That's coming up next here on the Coach Josh Conklin Show. And welcome back to the Coach Josh Conklin Show, brought to you by RJ Rockers. Coach, well, another bye week. At least this one was planned. No game this weekend, then against VMI, coming up back home on March 27th. I think you told us last time, uh, the ETSU postponement, that threw the guys off. They, they, were, they were in game week mode. This time, they've known it's coming. So does that adjust how you prepare this week? What sort of time off you give the players? It will. Yeah, we, we will. We'll put a little bit more emphasis on giving the guys some, some time away um, just in terms of being able to, to rest, recover. Uh, we are going to work on Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, practice Tuesday and Wednesday this week. And, you know, we'll spend we'll spend time on VMI. Uh, and we've also got to get because of what the Citadel does is very, very unique. Um, defensively speaking, we'll get going on them a little bit and look at some stuff on them as well, just to get it introduced. So it'll be a good work week for us. We'll come back in on Sunday and it'll be full focus on, on VMI, which will be a heck of a challenge for us, obviously, uh, and look at what they're doing right now in the conference. What's been your impression of them early on with, you know, coach Walkenheim where it's going to match up the two coaches of the year of the SOCON last year, you and, and Scott Walkenheim. And, you know, they've sort of been the Cinderella story. They're three and O uh, what early impressions have you had about VMI and what's a little bit different about them this year? Well, I think right now, I mean, it comes down to their quarterback play. I think the quarterback's a tremendous football player. Uh, he's got those guys playing at a really high level. I mean, they're playing hard. They're playing with great effort. Um, so you look at the quarterback, and then the other thing that I think is really interesting to see is the defense. Uh, they've been, I don't call, I mean, they, they, they just look like they're really confident in who they are and what they're doing right now um, as, a, as a defense, the totality of their defense. So you combine that with the quarterback play. Um, obviously, they've got good skill guys. And, you know, that, that's, a, that's a recipe for success. And, and they're doing that. And they're winning some close games. They're winning some tough games. And, you know, I think they're excited to play. Jim, I mean, they're, they're, they've been one of these teams very similar to us. You know, I, they want to compete. I asked our guys, and I told our guys in, in the, at the end of the game in the locker room, I said, you know, we're going we're gonna to play as long as we can play from here on out. Like, we're going to go play, and, and every, every guy 
you know, was like, heck yeah, that's exactly what we want to do. So our guys want to play, they want to compete, they want to get better. Um, that's fun to coach. And I think Scott's dealing with the same thing down there at BMI. That's good to hear. All right, let's talk Wofford defense. Rob Green uh, thrown into the role of defensive coordinator pretty soon, right at right before season's beginning as Sam Sipkis leaves for the National Football League. When a guy gets thrust into that role, Josh, it, it happened to you the first time you were a defensive coordinator. Now you're you're going from being a position coach to being you know, a supervisor in many ways uh, over your peers, your other defensive coaches. Uh, you, you've, you're looked at a little bit differently by the players and your fellow coaches. Let's take Rob first. How has Rob transitioned into that role? And I know it's very, very early in the process, but what have you tried to help him with? Well, I think the biggest thing, even when, you know, when I took the job as a head coach and, and he even said this, as you sit there as a position coach and then you move up to that big chair as a position coach, you have all the answers and you think, well, if I were doing it, I would do it this way. Uh, but as soon as you sit in that chair, you, you realize, you understand there's a lot more to it um, than you think. And, you know, it, it's the game is complex, complex. It, it's a complicated game. Uh, there's a lot that goes into the preparation. You know, his job as a coordinator is to make sure he has all the answers. He's got to have the answers. And so you spend an enormous amount of time preparing. And so what I've tried to help him with is just, you know, be a sounding board, ask questions, um, obviously provide a, a little bit more input right now than I typically would. Um, but he is getting he, he's found his he's found his footing in these first three games. Uh, he's going to be a tremendous defensive coordinator. He's he's extremely intelligent. He's got a photographic memory. Uh, there were times on Saturday where he would see a formation. He made a call. And I said, is that what you are you sure that's what you want here? And he said, yeah, they've ran these three plays out of that formation. You know, that takes it. That's you got to be pretty gifted to do that. So I'm excited about him. I'm excited about where he's at, where he's going, what he's doing. And um, he's going to be really good. Then on the other side of the ball, obviously, Dane Romero, now a co-offensive coordinator with Wade Lang. So you got a guy who's been there 33 years and the guy in his first year as a coordinator. Um, how do they split up the responsibilities when it comes to play calling, things like that? Is, is it kind of a work in progress as the season progresses? You know, you know, Coach Lang, Coach Lang is a, a tremendous scheme guy. Uh, he does a tremendous job of, I think, of, you know, setting the plays up um, during the week. Uh, he calls the offense. The thing that I've challenged Dane with is, and, and he's done a really good job of this in the run game, is being able to um, adjust on Saturdays at a higher rate of speed. Like, what do we need to get to? What are they taking away? And how can we adjust to that quicker and faster? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think we did. I, I think we've done a better job of that. I don't think we did a great job of that against ETSU in the pass game or the run game on offense. But I think this past week we did, you know, and Jim, just like the players, we're growing as coaches too. you know, those guys are going to grow into their roles. Uh, they've got to get better. Uh, all, all of our coaches are growing. So it, it never stops for us. But we're never a finished product. And I think we have that mentality and we continue to try to do that. And then when you're dealing with younger guys and guys that haven't played, um, you got to, you got to be a better coach. I mean, that's just the way it is. You got to, you got to look at things differently and um, get the guys as much experience as you can and, and do it in the most efficient way. Final question for you. I think that every football coach in America should, I don't know what your undergraduate degrees are in or, or your grad school degrees in. Everybody should have an honorary degree in psychology because keeping players motivated, especially in this weird year is, is gotta be a challenge. When it comes to, to off the field, 
talking to, off the field motivation. Uh, I've seen you speak to the team. You're a tremendous public speaker. How do you get into the heads of an 18, 19, 20, 21 year old and say, hey, you know, on the field, things will go your way some weeks, things will not go your way some weeks. But off the field, you don't want them to dwell, you don't want them to, to wallow in, in the bad moments. How do you and your staff get into the heads of the guys right now? Well, I think it's just, a, I think it's a consistent messaging. I think it's how you approach it, you know, as a coach. Uh, I hate to lose. I, I do not like to lose at all. I, I'm, I, I, when I was younger, I was a very poor loser. Um, not, not very happy to be around. I've learned to look at it a little bit differently now, you know, and, and look at maybe a little bit more big picture. But I think that me the messaging to our players is, you know, hey, we got to just continually get one to three percent better every single day. Probably the best thing that came out of that, Jim, this this past weekend was, you know, through this covid virus, everything is separated. We've had to be, you know, they don't get to go off campus and, and be together and hang out together as a team, which they typically do. The time we spend together is, is here at the facility and on the football field. Well, we worked really, really hard to win that football game. Those guys wanted to win that football game this past week. I mean, and you could just feel it, the way they approached the game, the way they studied, and we fell short. And so in that locker room after the game, there was a shared sense of suffering a little bit. And I think that suffering together kind of builds chemistry, it builds a bond, it builds adversity, uh, it builds your, your way to respond to adversity, that will serve us very well, very well moving forward. And, and you have to go through those things when you're a new team. You just have to go through some of those, those difficult things to get to where you want to go. And, you know, the other message that I would send to them, Jim, and I think this is important as well, you know, when I took the job here in three, year, three years ago, every decision we made was to become, every decision we've made to this point is try to get ourselves to become a national contender. Um, we're not there yet. We know that. And, and when I say national contender, I'm talking about year in and year out. So offensively, defensively, special teams, the players that we've recruited, that's been the goal. And that's the message that we send to them. And you see right now you're seeing shots of what we can potentially become and where this thing is going. And I think that's exciting to, to everybody in the program. I think that's a great message to go into the bye week on. I think it's something our fans and, and supporters need to hear from some time because uh, looking from the outside, I don't think you get an in, a window in, in, into all that goes on and that mindset that you guys bring. I'm ready to run through this gate behind me and, and, and play. Uh, too bad I got to wait a week and a half to do it. Yeah, but, uh, me too. Me too. You got me all fired up. Coach, we always appreciate it. We always look forward to these conversations. Can't wait to see you guys back at Gibbs Stadium against VMI. Have a restful as much as it can be by week, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, we're looking forward to, forward to it. Thanks, Jim. We'll uh, talk soon. All right. For Coach Josh Conklin, I'm Jim Noble. Thanks for joining us once again on the Coach Josh Conklin Show brought to you by RJ Rockers. We'll see you next time.